Welcome back, Rip City. I'm your host, Tim Johnson, and this is the Busted Bucket Podcast, locally grown here in Portland, Oregon, the city of roses, city of bridges, Stumptown PDX. This is a show dedicated to Rip City and everyone who loves Portland basketball. Joining me is my co-host, Eric, the Encyclopedia Foster. Going to be draft day 2006 all over again, baby. Dude, that took you so long to come in. Yeah, I'm a little sleep deprived. <laughs> I, I was thinking about what I was going to say, and I was it was going in my head, and I had a lot of things, but all I thought about was Brandon Roy. Oh, we should be so lucky. Am I right? Even if we only had this yeah. next guy for six years, or I guess it was five years, right? With with yeah, like five and a half. Let's see, rookie, all star, all star, all star. <laughs> oh yeah, five. Shoot. Yeah, it was five because he retired. Then he came out of retirement to play for the Timberwolves. And then he promptly retired. I've yet to run up into him in Seattle. I know there's millions of people in Seattle, so I'm not surprised. But at some point, I think it'd be really cool when I work up there one, you know, once a month if I could just, by chance, and by chance I mean hunt him down in social <laughs> media, stalk him, and run into Brandon Roy. Man, I don't think he's on social media. He's not. I looked. But I think that should be your next task. That is the biggest ask and your most important task this offseason. Is to find Brandon Brandon Roy and get an interview. I don't even want to... Dude, I would not even talk to him about basketball. I just talk to him about life. I'd wash his feet like Jesus. (laughs) Dude. I would wash his feet. Just make sure you bring a pumice stone. Yeah, I would give him a manicure. And you know, I'm half Asian, so I got those little esthetician hands. <laughs> uh, it's in my blood. That might work. I mean, that would work for me. Lo- yeah. I'm just I do the calf thing too. Ooh, yeah. Oh, that's the biggest yeah. thing, man. If I could just get that that calf massage just every night. You know what? Every my- night after work, man, just give me that calf massage. I have a problem because I have like an involuntary like feel good moan that <laughs> sounds inappropriate when things like that happen, and you know. So like, I gotta be really careful when I'm sitting in that chair because I'm like, oh, and you know, Nai Ling is looking at me like, what? <laughs> uh, no, maybe cool. you should keep that. Don't worry about it. You probably should have kept that to yourself. It is. That's exactly how it sounds, too. <laughs> like, you don't know if it feels good or you're about to die. Well, they don't, I mean, people like don't... You're taking your you last know, I've <laughs> I've popped each Achilles, man, so those calves... I hear they, you. Uh, like the, anyway, moving on. Let's let's go ahead and skip anyway. forward. Anyway. <laughs> we can delete that, too. We don't even need to put that on no, the... No, man. This is, this, is raw, the this is a raw and uncensored episode of the busted bucket podcast we are flying off the cuff for this episode mainly because i gotta say this is probably the last episode of season three that's right we made it three seasons so far uh i think this is going to be the last episode of of this season we'll start fresh when i get back from vacation we'll start up season four and we'll start covering it'll be It'll be uh, the week following the draft, so keep an eye out for that one. Uh, big thank you. I'm just going to get this out of the way early. Big thank you to everyone that's uh, come on the show this season, uh, everybody who's helped support us, everybody who 
has followed us on social media and given us topics and asked us questions. Uh, I don't think you really understand how appreciative we are of you guys. So uh, big shout out to the, uh, the Trailcasters, uh, Keith and Chris over there. Uh, if you haven't joined their Discord already, uh, definitely reach out to them on social media. Look for the Trailcasters Discord because it's a ton of fun and it is not nearly as toxic as Twitter is. Now, and Twitter is toxic, isn't it? It sure is. But with that being said, let's get in to the show. I hate to start it off this way, but it's the way my morning started. I'm sure it's the way most oh, of our morning started. Before we get there, before we get there, we are giving shout outs. We do have a number one fan, too. We got a guy who lives in Idaho. I don't want to put his first name out there because I don't know if he wants everybody to handle. know. But if you Use his handle. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know Chip2021. Chip2021 loves us, man, and we love him. Absolutely. So, major shout out to my boy Tyler. I mean, my <laughs> boy Chip2021. <laughs> Thought you said you weren't going to do that. <laughs> I know. Hopefully, we're going to link up in person. I got to be up in Spokane for work, and he lives in Idaho. I think I'm going to slide over and say what's up to him there you face go. to face and maybe take him a little something, something. There you go. You know, I never sent him any. I don't think I ever sent him any shirts. I got a couple here. You should uh, swing by, grab some, and we'll take some to him. Yeah. That's my guy. Yeah, buddy. And, you know, since we're talking about it, uh, here's a shameless plug here. If you don't have any busted gear, you got to get some. Uh, it supports us. It supports uh, our future endeavors uh, with improving our community uh, because 50% of all of our proceeds are going to go towards community, excuse me, community projects in the future. So uh, we're talking like basketball court cleanup at parks. Um, you know, if we get enough of you guys to, to make some purchases, uh, I'd like to start putting in little parks in in neighborhoods because there aren't enough uh but anyway i digress sad day sad day for rip city it's a very sad day uh granted caleb swanigan wasn't here for very long with the portland trailblazers um and it it turns out um we didn't get that long to spend with him here on earth either um it was announced this morning that Caleb Swanigan had passed away of natural causes at 25. I wasn't expecting that news this morning. Um, and from all accounts that I've seen, he was really a genuine down-to-earth guy. You know, when he came to the Blazers, there were stories that came out detailing his upbringing or really lack thereof. You know, he bounced from... Um, one place to another at one point he was homeless um, and the guy the guy found maybe the right mentors and he put it together and he he really made something of himself and not only that he gave back to his community so it's it's unfortunate to say it's unfortunate to hear but Caleb Swanigan um, again passed away gone too soon I don't even know what to say. It's it's always tough when you see somebody that you know is not supposed to be gone yet. You know, it's, I, we have a a concept of how life is supposed to go. You know, there's that rough outline and, you know, it's right up there with like burying parents having to bury their kids. It's just, it's not, it's not natural. That's not the way that 
we envision it. And I don't think that's the way that's intended. So when you see somebody so young and so vibrant leave this planet unexpectedly, and especially at an age like that, it's a real it's a real tearjerker really you know it really is you, you and what it does it, it it puts the self-reflection lens back onto and you look at things in your life are you making the same moves that he was making are you doing the same good things that he was doing and what mark are you leaving because you know obviously we can see at any time it can be your time to punch that ticket and you know to all of his friends and family and former teammates and people who have cared for him and loved him, you know, we offer our deepest condolences. Absolutely. And our, our prayers go out, <clears throat> excuse me, our prayers go out to his family. Uh, that's a tough one, man. Uh, but we do need to move on to kind of an, an important thing going on here in the next couple days. Eric. Is something big happening on Thursday? Is, is there some <laughs> there's, Thursday Thursday at five o'clock? Minor, is there something big happening minor, Thursday at five? A minor thing happening on Thursday. It's NBA draft. It's crazy. It's an NBA draft. It's crazy because people literally at this point have no idea what Portland's going to do. I mean, if you look at Twitter and you read any of these articles that are out there, Blazers are keeping it. Blazers are trading it for Jeremy Grant. Blazers are trading well, it now, for I'm glad Ananobi. you say that because I wanted to bring this up to you. And this is something that I've gotten into a couple arguments here and there. I don't want to call them arguments. Discussions here and there um, <clears throat> on the the Trailcasters Discord. But one of the things that comes up frequently is the Blazers have... They still have two options here, right? There's, there's two roads they can take. And maybe... Maybe the lines get a little blurred. Maybe it's not as linear as I'm thinking here. But it seems like on one path, you can trade that pick and bring in a proven vet to build around Dame. Or, on the flip side, you take the other route and you keep that pick. And you build around Anthony Simons and Nasir Little and whoever else you bring in. If you keep that pick, you are sealing the fate of Damian Lillard in a Blazers uniform. You, you, If you keep that pick, you will not win a championship. with da- You may win one with Dame, and you may win one later on down the road if he decides to stick around. But you are not going to win that championship with him as your main player. And here's the problem that I have with that. There is nobody on this roster who is even close to Damian Lillard. Okay, we are talking about the guy is in the argument with Bill Walton and, and Clyde Drexler as one of the three best players over the last fifty-two years to put on a Blazers uniform. Three guys. Okay, and we can put them in different orders. Some guys will say Walton. Uh, some guys will say Drexler. Some will say Lillard. So you're talking about a guy. Uh, that comes along roughly every 15 seasons. If you decide that you're going to keep that pick and you go into a youth movement, you are essentially, without something miraculous happening, shutting the window 
on his championship aspirations in the Blazers uniform. So is it safe to say that you don't believe it's possible to build around Dame without trading this pick? No. You need that pick is that thing is worth more than any player they have on their roster right now as far as trade value. There's not another player on that roster who is worth more than the pick that they're about to use on Wednesday. That's it. You don't think Anthony Simons is? No. I think Anthony Simons is going to be a great player in the league. I think he's already a great player. But I don't think that you are ready to put him in a position where you want to win 60 games with him as your number two yet. Right? What did he do at number one as a number one guy? Well, I think he did great things, but yeah, you're right. You're in, right. The, in the win column. Yes. You're right. And now, now, when you say the pick, I just want to clarify for everyone here. When you say there is no one on the roster besides Dame more valuable than that number seven pick, you mean because of its value in the trade market, correct? Yeah, I mean, you look what Houston just got. Mm-hmm. Right? For Christian Wood. Mm-hmm. Well, Christian Wood was a 20 and 10 guy. You know, and Houston did not get a lot in return for him. So you can see what the value of that number seven pick is going to be. I mean, I'm pretty sure Christian Wood fell off a bit, but yeah, I, I see what you're getting at. So I don't know. I, I mean, and there's other stuff that I've seen online where maybe they trade that pick to trade further down into the draft and mm-hmm. get somebody and. But I really think, I mean, I really think that this is a pivotal, like this is the off season. Like this is the, this is the season that makes, this off season makes or breaks whether uh, Damian Lillard's career in Portland. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you, I, but I think it even goes a step further. I think it, it could possibly shape the course of the franchise for the next 10 years. You know, now you have, well, go ahead, Eric. The flip side to that, I should say, is that I'm not opposed to saying, okay, well, if you, a guy like Anthony Simons, who is going to be a top 25 player in the league, if you can accumulate enough of those guys, you know, if you have four or five of the top 25 guys in the league, and they're 21, 22, 23, 24, and 25, Mm -hmm. you're still competing at an exceptionally high level. Right, and then at that point, all it takes is one one catalyst to come in, right, and take you to that next level. My thing is not that I think Portland will shut the window and we're never going to win again. Mine is Damian Lillard has done enough for this franchise, for the city of Portland. He's proven himself time and time again. He's made it so that we want him to be the guy to win it for us. Right. Right, you're absolutely correct, and I don't think there's a single uh, Rip City fan that would say otherwise. The fact of the matter is, they're at a pivotal moment in in their franchise history right now. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Like what you said, if they keep this pick and they make the wrong selection or, you know, I don't want to say the wrong selection. If the, the pick doesn't pan out the way everyone wants it to pan out, you are effectively shutting the window on Dame's opportunity to win a chip here in Portland, right? As a trailblazer. And Unless you, something miraculous happens. You think about the last guy we chose at seven. You remember who we chose at seven? The last guy we chose at seven. Yeah, there's, here you go. There's your... Well, we didn't actually choose him, but he was the seventh pick. Well, because Dame was six. Dame was six. Uh, why do I keep going keep, to B-Roy? That is it. <laughs> All right. Then it was B-Roy. He was actually the sixth pick, too, though. But the last guy that we picked, I guess, six or seventh in that, in that slot. Mm-hmm. Didn't make the playoffs his first year. Didn't make the playoffs his second year. Okay, took him three seasons to get to the playoffs. Okay, and Brandon Roy probably, other than Dame, was the most polished guy that's come into Portland fresh out of the draft. L.A. took a couple years to develop into the L.A. that eventually would become a star, right? So what we're now talking about is not whether or not it pans out. It's just when does it pan out? Well, and this is the argument that I've gotten into is... When you think about maximizing Dame's prime, you have, call it two to three years, okay, before things start to slip, because that's just what happens with with professional athletes as they age. Now, two to three years, you're looking at trying to draft a forward. Now, if history serves me right. Most forwards take anywhere from three to four years to figure it out, right? To put it all together, unless they're incredibly polished already. And that's so few and far between. LA didn't make an all-star team until after Brandon Roy was out. Well, that's what I'm saying. So if we had so five years, right? If you keep this pick, if you keep this pick and you say, okay, we don't expect you to do much the first year, but... The second and third year, you got to be an all-star. You got to take this team to new heights. I just don't see it happening. And that's my, that's where I stand on it. You know, Eric Griffith was on Twitter and he disagreed with me. He was like, "There's some financial flexibility." We should have yeah, brought that tonight. Would have been tonight. a good night to have Eric on. Eric, mm-hmm. if you're listening, bungle yeah. that one, didn't we? We'll get him next time. We'll get him after the draft. Let's get Eric right after the draft. There we go. I like, but. It. He's, anyway, he's saying, you know, and he makes a good point. He says that there's some financial flexibility. It's a rookie-scale contract. There's a lot of upside, etc. The guy that we're hearing is Sharp from Kentucky, right? That's the guy that they're going to pick. Because supposedly that's Dame's guy. You have Hart. You have Simons. You have Dame. You have your three guys who are going to be occupying the majority of minutes at shooting guard. 
exactly why are we what I'm looking saying. at so guards? Why you... That's what I'm saying. So, uh, I, I'm not sold on that. Uh, and sometimes, you know, here's the, the, the honest to God truth is Damian Lillard is a great guy. And he's done a lot for this franchise. We already laid that out. But he may not be the best eye for talent on what's going to propel this team forward. <laughs> and that's and that's the argument that I made because at some point, you know, y- you love to take feedback from your star player, right? You love to do what they want because ultimately they're the ones on the court, right? But at some point you have to let your front office do what a front office does and that's build a roster and specifically build a roster surrounding our superstar here, right? And I, and I Cronin hasn't done anything to make me feel like he can't do that, that he's not up to task with this. I think he can, and I think he's going to make the right moves. I mean, at least I'm holding my breath, you know, hoping he does. But, you know, there, say what you will about the moves that he made leading up to this point, whether they're questionable or not, at least he made well, some Well, this team moves. wasn't very good. Okay. You know, this team, it wasn't good. The Rocco-Powell pairing. Well, and Rocco was not the Rocco that he should have. Until he got back he to Los Angeles to and was playing was in a system the he liked. And then he, he right. You know, he... Uh, Go figure. And in today's world, you get a lot of that too. You know, you get a lot of those guys. But... Well, they were good. So, but also, also some guys, some guys are system players, man. Sometimes you just have to find the right system. So I can't fault him. I'm just saying, no, he wasn't the Roko we had expected. Not at all. But I, but no, I don't fault him no like way. I fault Raymond Felton. But we'll see, right? I, I I'm hoping but. they trade the pick. My question. Uh, there's a couple of different guys that I think could immediately help. There's one that's been floated around. Apparently, Charlotte is looking to dump Gordon Hayward's salary. I think Gordon Hayward, uh, you get your vet. Yeah, he's expensive. His time or his... Mm-hmm. He's a wing. He averages 15, 5, and he's 5. He shoots pretty well from deep. He's still pretty serviceable. I know that he's injury prone at this point in his career. He plays about 60 games a season. But we were talking about another guy that we still love that plays for Portland that also plays 60 games a season. But I don't badmouth that guy because he'll block you quick on Twitter and you don't get to see his awesomeness. So, you know, there, there's a... <laughs> how, many, how many accounts well, did you get blocked before? I mean, how many times you have to I will show you, but I'm not going to tell Twitter because I don't want them... Yeah, that many. <laughs> that is a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. But. Well, at least you've learned That's less. something that I would do because Charlotte wants to attach a pick. They're willing to give up 13 or 15 plus Hayward to dump that contract so that they can re-sign Miles Bridges, which makes sense to me. You know, Miles Bridges is 24 years old and is a, a, a 20 and 10 guy himself. He's going to make a significant amount more money uh, this upcoming season. Charlotte needs to be able to pay him that money. Hayward has not worked as well in that system over there as they would have hoped. But Gordon Hayward is a primetime basketball player. And if you can get another pick, because then what you can do is you can what, take the, what pick. What pick did you say? 13 they were or 15. 
because they have both. Oh, really? So you get a second lottery pick, potentially, that you could then turn and use on Jeremy Grant if you really want a power forward, you know, or, mm-hmm. or, uh, I'm trying to think of another big forward, uh, well, some names that were thrown around for Portland were OG Ananobi, Jeremy Grant, Collins. John Collins. Collins is another one where maybe you can get that for a pick in Bledsoe's expiring contract too. You know, so there's other options. Um, one other option that I don't see a lot is that Bradley Beal may exercise his early termination clause in his contract. At that, and that begs the question, would you give up Anthony Simons for Bradley Beal? And I will tell you right now, absolutely 100%, seven days a week. <laughs> if you want to win, how, how if you want to win right, Beal now. right now, is he, is he, is he still under 30 or did he hit his 30s? Uh, I believe he's under 30. I will say if we're trying to win in the next, he is 28. Okay. If you're trying to win in the next two to three years, you trade Anthony for Bradley Beal. You trade that seventh pick for John Collins. You figure out a way to get OG Ananobi. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of flexibility, and that's why I'm saying, like, nobody knows what they're going to do. Portland has a lot of options, and they have a lot of pieces that are valuable, you know, if they want to use them right. Um, but you can't trade Simons yet, right? Because he's got to re- he's got a sign. It has to be a sign and trade for that deal because mm-hmm. he's about to get buku mm-hmm. money. You know, another guy that I wanted to bring up to you, too, is um, our boy Nico. Nick Batum is opting out of his his contract option, which, I don't know, man. Does he want to come home? I don't, he played for Chauncey, not this pe- previous season, but the season before when he was on the Clippers yep. bench. Yep. So, I mean, maybe. Who knows? I mean, talk about that vet presence that... I mean, would still probably be the best small forward we've had on the roster since he left. Yeah. And Portland always has been a place where older guys who are in the twilight stages of their career have come back and been able to contribute. Uh, Juwan Howard, Kurt Thomas. Um, I mean, you could Pris Villa throw, came I mean, back. Is, it's crazy, but you could even say Scotty Pippen, man. Pip was on the back end of his career. You know, and it mm-hmm. Rafe LaFrance, but uh, not that that was a great move. The but... catalyst, though, is always going to be what's going to go on with Dame. Like, mm-hmm. I, I agree. Would you take Batum back? Oh, yeah, of course. I love Nico, always have. He's yeah. lost a step, and he doesn't. I mean, he's no longer that explosive wing, but he's his basketball but he's still IQ productive. and his basketball IQ through the roof, through the roof. Yeah. And he's still productive, though. You know, Which is crazy. Nate McMillan really underutilized him because he didn't trust him. And then... Honestly, Nick probably could have been the star of this team. Right right alongside Brandon. Yeah, and then once Terry Stotts got here and realized, hey, this guy can handle the ball, he can run the pick and roll, he's a great passer, he understands mm-hmm. the flow of the game. You know, you saw him kind of unlocked. If Nate was smart... I'm not... Okay, let me back up. I don't want to say Nate's not smart. But if he had thought about it, he could have played Nick at the two in place of Brandon when he started having all his knee issues. You could have brought Nick in at the two and went out and grabbed a different three to throw in there. Yeah, Batum could play the shooting guard. But we'll see how that goes too. I I I hope that it happens. I hope that he says, you know, I'm coming home. 
but I would love to see Nick back here. My wife would be so thrilled. Just don't bring Lamarcus Aldridge. He's no longer welcome in Portland. Nope, nope. He can come on the show. Plead your case, bro. I'll I'll talk to him, but let me do my Skip Bayless. I... Stacking my papers. <laughs> Lamarcus Aldridge. I mean... The offer always stands. Come yeah. on the show. LaMarcus, you got some splaining to do. That's all I got to say. No, he's a ring chaser at this point. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I think he's just happy to be in the league still with his health issues. Yeah, but we'll see, man. Which, I mean, you know, props to him. But, uh, you know, I got to say, I think I'm going to miss the draft, which is crazy because I'm going to be on a, a flight. But it's gonna be. You better pay I'll for be that. I'll be waiting on bated breath. You better pay for that Wi-Fi. I know. You better I better pay that five ninety-five or whatever it is. I probably, probably like. Man, I'll tell you what. I haven't been on an an airplane since pre-COVID. Oh, what it's are you? Been three years. What are you flying? It's been three years. Hmm. What are you flying? What airline? Alaska. Well, it's I'm flying it on Sunday. I'll let you know I, what they if they have Wi-Fi. It's been, let me say this. <laughs> it's been three years since I've taken an actual vacation. It's long overdue. And I'm ready for it. I am unplugging. Straight up unplugging. So, even though I am dying to see what happens with the draft, I just can't do it to myself. I gotta unplug. Which I think is important for everyone to do, actually. But, Eric, I got to say, we, we should probably end this because we're starting to talk about some random stuff. Doesn't make any sense. The You're Blazers tired. are going to do well. The Blazers your are going to do well. I know. I your eyes, with every every time you blink, I see your eyelids twitching on the way down and on the way back up. Sometimes they get stuck, so I'm going to let you go. But It's that work grind, baby. Thank you for joining me once the again. The work grind, baby. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Anyway, big shout out to you, my co-host, Eric the Encyclopedia Foster, the Basketball Podcast Network, DraftKings, and especially you, our listeners, Twitter followers, and Bucket Busters. You make it so easy to keep stepping up to this mic. Keep reaching out to us on Twitter at BustedBucket with your comments and questions. We love building community with you all. Don't forget to rate, follow, and subscribe, and leave a review if you're digging what we're saying. Be good to each other, Rip City. We'll catch you next time on the Busted Bucket Podcast. Thanks for listening.